start ranting, we'll never get out of it. It would be I mean, like a rant. Uh, what's that? Rabbit hole. Oh, a rant rabbit hole? Yes. A, a rant hole? <laughs> I almost said that, and, and I then thought like, it sounded no. disgusting. And then I said it for you. Yeah. Um, so I, I already started recording. Sweet. Happy like New that. Year. <laughs> February is the new January. Mid-February <laughs> is the new January. It's not Jan- mid-February. It will be when this airs. Oh, fuck. Shit. Happy mid-February. <laughs> we decided yesterday when we were trying to figure out what we were going to talk about today that we that we were going to make this our New Year's episode. Well, technically, <laughs> last week was supposed to be... We were going to do like a real February oh, yeah. 1st yes. recording. Hardcore. And then we had the um, cold weather thing that fucked up Shiberia. your work schedule. Right. So then I had to work on... I we were The print shop was closed on Wednesday. Yeah. Um, so I had to work on Thursday and actually it was, it was technically also closed on Thursday, but Josh and I went in and there were like three other people there. Um, so yeah. So Chicago, for those of you who aren't in Chicago, which I don't know how many that is, we, the city shut down for like at least a day. It was a full day. It's been a long time since I've seen the city just shut down. It was like 2011. Yeah. Was that one? I remember that because I had the store. And I remember people were on cu- cross-country skis going down Damon Avenue on cross-country <laughs> skis. It was intense. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, things got shifted around. And so we just skipped a week. Then Michelle went to Tucson for the gem show. And so it just didn't work out. So. No, and we've kind of been, like, not killing ourselves for huh. this. So that it's nice. Good. Right? Yeah. I mean, like, got to practice what we preach. Right. We can't be like, hey, everybody, take it easy. Now let's record 17 episodes right. in so four days. We're, I yeah. think it's healthy. I think it's healthy, too. We're doing what we need to do. Yeah. Um, we both have a lot of rants packed up, like ready to go, ready to launch them out of the gate. Um, so if you're not on the Patreon, uh, you're probably this is probably the time to do it because there's probably going to be like six coming at you that are good oh for sure um because we're i'm real angsty you're not as angsty as me right now um i'm in a no, bad I can, mood i've had a lot of stuff going on in my head like internal ranting that yes I, needs to come out yeah i don't know i'm feeling real like the state of the union was last night did you watch that? no I, of course not i don't want to be miserable no but like just seeing the like residual effects of that and like people's commentary on it and then like the like you literally log on to hulu and like trump's fucking ugly face is the first thing you see you know i think whoever like the powers that um made this happen that got trump elected brilliant because they picked the one person that they knew we wouldn't be able to listen to his voice or look at his face yeah, I can't even like you can't even you can I can't I can no longer use the word Trump Mm-mm. in its original. No, I know context. he ruined the word. <gasps> Let's come up with a new word for it. Oh, this so is like if you if you need to Trump something. Yes, new word. Garbage? I bet somebody has garbage oh, can. <laughs> no, <laughs> like um, no, a new word for the word Trump. You know, like I know, the, but that's all I can ver- think of. <laughs> you could th- well, that doesn't vomit? work. That doesn't work. Asshole. No, just um, <laughs> like if you're Feces? using it in a sentence, 
No, I know what you're saying. Right. My brain Your can't words separate. don't work nope. for what I'm nope. saying. Nope, they sure don't. Um, I'm on a kick, um, which is kind of funny because it's also something I want to rant about, um, like the changing of words um, because of uh, last week's um, super cold weather we all heard a bunch of Trump nonsense saying like global warming. <laughs> ha ha. I'm sorry. Global waning, Michelle. Oh, right. <laughs> um, but uh, so I'm like going to make a conscious effort to start saying climate change instead of global warming. Cause apparently assholes like need to throw the term yes. global warming back in your face when it's negative 50. Because they don't understand what global warming yeah, is. Apparently we need to be much less or more yes. specific or le- you know whatever so it's hard dealing with dumb people isn't it climate change i'm making a conf- conscious effort yes to say climate change for dumb people it's nice of you yeah but it it's had me got me thinking about what other words um need to change there's so many on the other hand, I think sometimes we're changing words that don't need to be changed. You know what the other thing? There's a line. Not to continue talking about <laughs> politics, no. because this is not what we were going to talk about, but um, I was literally just telling the barista, like, because he was like, oh, I want to listen to your podcast. What's he was like writing down the name of it. <laughs> and I was like, if you like two middle-aged ladies cursing a lot, <laughs> it's really fucking great. Well, are we middle-aged? Fuck yeah, we're middle-aged. I'm... I don't know if we qualify, but I would love to. We're I would love to qualify. I think someone who's older? like 50 would tell us we're not. But then they're going to live to 100? I don't. I think people are living to like oh God, their I 90s. I, I really don't. I really do not want to live I think we're both 100. shy of middle age, but I'll take it. All right. I mean, we're not fucking millennials. Thank God. Yeah. Okay. And it, to this guy, the barista is like literally 15 years younger than me. So to him, I'm middle-aged. <laughs> but yeah, I told him, I'm like, we talk about small business, but I was like, and then we sometimes start talking about politics. But um, again, not to keep talking about politics, but do you find it interesting? I don't know if you do this, but like I refuse, and I feel like most other people do, I refuse to call him President oh. Trump. I no, I've I never won't. said it. I've I never nev- said the word. I hate it when I see it written. Mm-hmm. I hate it when I see yeah. other people say it. Or when I it. hear it. When I hear someone say it, it's it's jarring to me. It is. Um so and I think about that every time I watch one of my like um political TV dramas like uh West Wing. Yes. Like if someone um so it's President Bartlett on West Wing, and whenever someone says Bartlett they get corrected by a member President of his Bartlett. staff and they say president it's president Bartlett. And oh. I always think, Oh my God, I like, I would be offended. No, you know what? I wasn't offended when people just said Obama. No, I didn't walk not. around of saying president not. Obama. But and when, I love, but him. when someone did, you weren't like, Oh yeah. You were like, yep, that's oh, right. I know. Isn't that weird though? It's such a weird, like semantics thing. Like it's not, it's, it's a weird thing when you stop to think about it, like what that means. Right. Like I, what it means to like feel that way about someone's title and like how you, how you so, it's so ingrained in you that that person should be an honorable like role model type yeah. of person. And when they are such a pile of flaming garbage, you're like, I don't, I now feel differently about the title of 
president. Mm-hmm. I feel d- I it's didn't something care I had about it before. Right, exactly. And now it's so important to me that mm-hmm. it fe- like I'm offended when anybody I says I didn't have that feeling with president George W. Trump. No, me But either. you know what? Now I'm thinking about it. I don't think I've ever like conversationally said president so and so. That's true. I but it's, this is the first time it's felt icky hearing it. I also have never in my entire life wished harm on another human being as much as I currently wish harm upon like, one man. Like violence, Emily? <laughs> yeah. Really? No, I just want him to not be president. I want... Because I, he can be like, like in a coma and still be president. Because I don't feel that I'm not a person that feels that way. I'm not. I don't. I'm not just like flippantly like I hope that person dies. Like that's not. I don't. That's not funny or a joke or anything. But like, I want him to, in the following order, be impeached, mm-hmm. go to prison, mm-hmm. and then die in his prison. Oh cell. no! I want him to live out his life being like shamed for being a terrible president. I don't want that because he doesn't feel shame. You can't wish mm. feelings upon a sociopath. Mm. They mm-hmm. don't feel mm-hmm. it. It means nothing. The shame will only make us suffer. It won't make him suffer. I know. I, I want him to suffer. I feel the like only dying is just like... His, no, 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 I no. want him to... That's what I'm saying. He has to be impeached. Yeah. Then put in prison. Then die. I don't want him to just like peacefully die of a heart attack on his toilet. Although I'd take that. Does this all have to be edited out? No, no, but we could also, we could switch. Normally, <laughs> I would say if you're a Republican, I'm sorry, but I'm not. Aren't you at all curious, um, like how bad he'll look like in when he's ninety, though? Oh, I know he's. Ar- I mean, he already looks like a fucking corpse. With Did a you see on. Monica showed me um, something on Twitter because she actually uses Twitter, <laughs> wow. like which is amazing. Um. Uh, I know. I'm like, I haven't opened my Twitter like, in what's forever. Th- what's this bird on my phone? <laughs> I thought maybe I deleted it, but I think because I have a new phone, it's back on there. Oh, it showed up again. I like, I had deleted your the old phone one. was like, you want this. And to be fair, I'm missing out on some good shit oh, that I don't yeah, see. Oh, yeah, for sure. I know I am. Um, So she showed me, Um, someone tweeted the side-by-side of Trump, how he does look, and then they took the color around his eyes <gasps> and made his whole face that. Oh, no. And he looks like Voldemort with hair. So Aww. now I want someone to, and I've asked both Monica and Steve now to do this, so I'm going to ask the podcast listeners. I would like to see a side-by-side of that that Photoshop version of him and Voldemort with Trump's hair on oh, it. I and I that. think they will look I identical. Right now. I think they will. <laughs> you won't be able to tell the difference between them. Yeah, you'll have to. It'll be like A or B, which is Voldemort. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know. know. No. I have no idea. Yep. They look the same. It was scary. We went off on a tangent. Happy New Year, everybody. <laughs> I'm real. I'm just, this is my problem. Today, I'm real angry. I walked in and I told Michelle I was, that I'm real angry and I got lots of rants and I kind of hate everybody right now. And like, I didn't like going to try to see if there was a new a- episode of The Masked Singer on Hulu and seeing Trump's face. By the way, if I know that you won't care about this because you don't like I'm already shows. making a face. Did you watch that? It is probably the best show on television. I've seen the ads for it and it's 
I'm it makes not, my brain hurt that I'm it exists. I'm not kidding you. It is probably... Now, this is coming no, from me, no. a person who likes... I like competition shows like this, like talent-based competition it's shows. It's combining two things I hate the most, celebrities and singing it's, shows. It is so well done. Ugh. Their costumes are so oh. fucking fantastic. <laughs> It is my favorite show. I'm not, and I'm not being sarcastic in the slightest. I know. And if this reveals something about my personality, then so be it. But like, honest to God, it is what I look forward to every week. Isn't it just a bunch of like, used to be celebrity? No, not even B-list. Well, so that's the question. So there are still a couple people in it that I think are actual, like pretty legit celebrities. But that's the thing is like, the true my true feelings about the show will come with the end of the show okay because if it ends up that it's just a bunch of people that like i barely know like there aren't real celebrities that are like c or d list celebrities i don't like any list then i probably no, am gonna be kind list. of not impressed but there are there are currently three people that i think are the are people in it that like if it's actually them i'm gonna be real psyched hmm and it's kind of part of the point of the show is that like they give these clues and you're supposed to be trying to figure out who the people are. So the you whole don't time. find out at the end of each you, episode. You only find out the person who got eliminated. Oh, and it's the same group of people throughout the show. So it's not like each show it's a different celebrity. Oh, so it's, it's like, like a, a core real group of like ten people start okay. at the beginning and then they compete against each other. I mean, anyone who any real celebrity doesn't have the time to do that. Well, but. <laughs> Sure they do because the whole fucking show is probably filmed in four days. Okay. Um, and then released a week at a time over several months. Okay. Because that's how shows are. Um, eh. I fucking love it. So there you have it, everybody. Happy New Year. You're welcome. <laughs> um, everybody s- send us messages about how you either hate or love oh the Masked Singer. God. Michelle won't give it a chance. No. I... Nope. Do you want to talk about Ted Bundy tapes? I've not watched it. What? Um, he's not my favorite. So you won't watch it because he's not your favorite? I don't know. I don't know if I want to watch it or not. Oh, it's fucking great. Really? Yeah. Hmm. It's only four episodes. Okay. It's four, like, hour or something long. I'm uh, in season five or six of Bones, so I'm halfway through. See, then I feel about Bones <laughs> the way you know, feel about Mass Singer. Where I'm like, really? Yeah, I love Bones couldn't get past the first eight minutes of the first episode. Oh my god. All of it. So Where much. I told Josh, I was like, if one more person says the word bones, I'm gonna fucking Well, that's out. her nickname. It's terrible. But even someone's nickname isn't said every five seconds. I love it. So this is actually... Also, clever s- nickname. <laughs> somewhat related. <laughs> she doesn't, like, know um, any, like, um, current references to pop culture or anything so like when someone makes that reference she always says i don't know what that means yeah um so occasionally i'll say i don't know what that means um because i think it's like i i enjoy not knowing the shit we know you don't like bandwagons no no bandwagons for me everybody get on the masked singer bandwagon with Um, me because i'm the i'm at the head of it (laughs) i fucking love it so I feel like this, like... Uh-oh, we're getting a parking meter announcement. I didn't drive here. No. Um, 
la- if you were to compare this episode to last, like January, f- you know, beginning of January oh episode, it would be very. You would think that we had like some sort of like <laughs> lobotomy <laughs> in between, like. <laughs> I feel like last year I was probably like, go, go, go. Like, I've got it all planned out. I have my lists of what went well from the year before, the list of shit I'm going to do this year. And here we are mid February. Like, uh, what's happening? Yeah. Talking about the mask something or other. (laughs) We're literally like, should we do things this year? Um, no, I'm just like. What kind if of we like ran our businesses still? I'm just like maintaining. I yeah, feel like. Yeah, me too. I think I'm. As much as I don't want to admit this, I think I'm, like, emotionally and creatively exhausted from the world around me. Like, I think last year I didn't let shit affect me as much and for some reason even just in the last couple of months I I feel myself being affected by like news and people like just people and like people's stupid emails they send me stop watching the news stop being around people I don't watch the news but I know that's the thing is like I don't yeah, I don't, I don't watch, watch the news. it. I don't want. I I I'm very good at being separate from the outside world. I'm mm-hmm. very good at it. Like Josh comes home and says something about something he saw on the internet, and I'm like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah, no, same. Um, like I literally didn't know the Super Bowl was happening until like the day it was happening and I saw like a commercial for something and was like, Oh, is the Super Bowl soon? And Josh is like, It's today. Um, I pay attention to it usually because I like the snack aspect. <laughs> it's something I can plan making oh, foods for. The other reason I knew about it was because I saw that one tail at a time had a puppy in the puppy bowl. Oh, okay, sure. That was that's yeah. it. That's my relationship to like um, the outside world. We were actually in a tiki bar during the Super Bowl, How in was which that? like <laughs> maybe um, eight people were there to was there watch a it. TV in the tiki there bar. There were several, um, like at the bar Why area. Are there TVs in but every we were f- they were smallish, and that's we were good. far enough away from it that we couldn't really see what was yeah. going on. Um. Uh, but <laughs> the halftime thing was. Has to be the terrible. funniest, most horrible. That's what everybody Super Bowl said. Half time in it existence. was so terrible. Um, did you hear about the SpongeBob thing? No, I don't know. No. Do you want me to tell you about the SpongeBob thing? I guess so. Okay, so what I happened was not only was the halftime show terrible. <laughs> Leading up to the halftime show, this is all secondhand information that I got from Josh. Okay. Apparently, the person who created SpongeBob SquarePants. He's a comedian. I know that. No, no, that's not the voice of SpongeBob. Oh, the, he didn't the create it? The person that created him. Oh, I thought he also created um, it. Died. Oh, Last okay. year, I think. Oh, okay. Not Tom Kenny. He's, okay. He's the voice of SpongeBob. I thought maybe he, he like made up the character. No. Okay. So the person that designed, you know, created the cartoon. Okay. Died last year. Okay. And internet wise Mm -hmm. a bunch of people started kind of saying like 
hey, wouldn't it be cool if there was some sort of tribute to this guy at the Super Bowl? Super Bowl halftime show. I think almost as like a joke. Okay. Um, Which would have been left to nothing if the NFL and Maroon 5, who played the halftime show, hadn't started to kind of imply that they were going to do this Spongebob song. Okay. At the Super Bowl. Okay. So, like, it started to fuel itself on the internet where people were like, oh, my God, he said this. I think he's implying, you know, like, they were just, like, saying things that referenced Spongebob or referenced the song. People have too much time. Right? And so people kind of conspiracy theory were (laughs) like, I think they're planning on doing this. Wouldn't that be amazing? And it kind of snowballed from there where, like, people had this expectation. Okay. That this would happen. And then it didn't. Sure, because why? And then now people are furious. Oh my God, I hate people. What? But to be fair. <laughs> Who cares? To be fair. Yeah. Why did the NFL, I feel like it's exploitative. The NFL and Maroon 5 knew that this would get them but attention. But do you know what they did to imply that they would? Yes, they said oh. they li- literally referenced like words from the song that everybody wanted them to play. They specifically referenced, like, they were... Maybe that was their tribute. Well, but they were... They're like, okay, this is the best we can do for you. But they were saying, like, things like, just wait until the Super Bowl, or, like, wait until you see what we do at the halftime show, and then, like, song lyric. Like, it it, it it wasn't confusing. I just don't care. And so of course you don't care, but these, <laughs> these people do. And and it's irresponsible of this giant organization and this multi-million dollar band to imply in any way that they would do something and then do nothing about huh. and it's not like they wanted you to like do the SpongeBob dance. This guy died. Like it's a they like the whole point was it was about the memoriam of a person that is dear to these people and you made a joke out of it and used it as advertising for your event oh, and, then, and, and then didn't do anything. Yeah. That's I don't disgusting. If you feed, into, if you feed into an internet <laughs> meme and then you can't be mad later when they're all pissed at you. You can't be like, how dare you be mad at me? You told them you were going to do something, and then you didn't. I just feel like the NFL has a whole lot of other problems, but like why, real serious of problems. Of course they do. But then why <laughs> did? But then why did they make any sort of comment? I don't why know. Why did they reference it? Why I, did they? Why did they use it to their advantage, only to say fuck you to all those people? I don't know enough of anything to make a. I think. Yeah. It's, I mean, obviously, I agree that the internet. I, Aspect I don't of know. It is stupid, but it is your responsibility as a giant, nationally renowned event to not feed in, to either ignore it or do what you say you were going to do. Like, it would have been so easy for them to just stop for five minutes and, like, play a couple bars of that song or, like, have a guy in a SpongeBob suit come out. Like, it's the Super Bowl. It, you should be having fun and, like, catering to your fucking I audience. I don't think that they did anything good at the Super Bowl. I've heard it was a very boring game. Yes. And then they had the most boring halftime show humanly possible. Also, the best thing was the person that tweeted about how 
they felt like both teams were playing like they were worried they'd have to go to the White House if they won. <laughs> no, except for Tom Brady loves Trump. Oh, I know. He's a gross. fucking asshole. Oh, yeah. So gross. He's a piece of shit. Um, well, he can go eat McDonald's with Trump at the White House then. I got majorly grossed out when uh, Adam Levine took his shirt off. Oh, I was right. like, oh, yeah. barf. He's a 45-year-old, like, feeble he man covered in, covered in tattoos. In tattoos. Ugh. Yeah. Grody. He's got, like, uh, what's that called? I don't know. Dunning-Kruger. Oh, <laughs> about his body? About himself. Oh. <laughs> he's like, oh he, boy. He has, whatever, he has whatever the opposite of body dysmorphia is. <laughs> I can't believe we just spent any amount of time talking about the Super Bowl. 24 minutes. Oh, no. Ugh. For the Super Bowl, maybe like six minutes. Edit that out. Um, okay. <laughs> oh, we did because I was saying I didn't know that it happened. Good job. Yeah. Yeah. See, there it is in my brain. Yeah, stuff seeps in. Even if you try to ignore the internet and you try to ignore the news and you try... Like, you can't... Like, it's it's hard to completely... Like, I also don't want to be somebody that doesn't know what's going on. I don't want to be an ignorant person that doesn't know what's going on in the government and what's going on <sighs> That in, is a very good point. Right? Like, I don't want to... I want to be just enough aware that it doesn't cripple my brain. Well, I think, yeah, we're just going to have to get tougher, I guess. Right? Yeah. Like, yeah. It's so I think I need to like get myself I don't easier know. said than done. I think but I I think I've let it get to me more than it I have in the past and like yeah, this first this first month of the year in my in my experience was completely pointless. I feel like I wasted January Absolutely. for the first I time for ever. I sure wasted January. And went into it thinking I'm going to totally take advantage of January. I usually do. I usually And then I just didn't. It just didn't happen. January. I was sick for almost yeah. all of it. That was my problem. Um, I was sick and actually crazy busy. And so there was no... no. I haven't yeah. had a moment to like regroup, reset, make plans. Um, and now I'm like not totally sure it's going to happen. Like if I'm going to have those days off to ugh, just... Well, and so that's the thing now Reset. is like, r like you have two options. Like I keep thinking about it this way where I have two options. Option one is like, let myself feel really bad about how I wasted January mm -hmm. and like have that affect me more mm -hmm. or forget about it and just get, just get to work now. And like, don't, and like, don't worry about I, one of the options is. is obvious. Yeah. Right. But like, that's the thing is like, what is, there is no point in like, looking back and being like, oh, I wasted this amount of time or I should have done this. I should have done this. Like I could do that about the last 15 years. <laughs> but what does that help? That doesn't, that doesn't no, help know, me at all. You know, and, and to be like, oh, I see these other people and they were so super productive in January and they did this and this and this and this. Like, well, who cares? That's them. I like, I, I didn't, whatever. Like I had to like maintain my own health and like fucking de-stress from like a very busy November and December and maybe that's okay and like maybe I shouldn't be so hard on myself right but it's I not making things better no it's not making me have less work right now um 
So I did come up with my word for the year, though. You have a word for the year? I do a word for every year. You do? Mm -hmm. I didn't know that. Is your word for this year... Oh, that's two words. <laughs> what? I was going to say, Do masked you? singer. <laughs> no. <laughs> what? <laughs> um, no, I... That's my I word for this I year. I'm determined to, like, at the end of December, um, that sort of my, like, overall theme for the year has to be slow because... Oh, yeah, that's I good. can't repeat last year. Yeah. Um, but... I haven't yet had time to sit down and figure out how I'm going to make that work. Yeah. Because I've already like gone against all the boundaries I wanted to set for myself, like not working every weekend and not working like long ass days. Yeah. Um, like again, I had a much better January than last year. Like it was a really good month and you can't sit there and complain about having a good month we had a good last year and it's like I don't want to complain about it but I do have to figure out a way to make it work for my life yeah it has to be because I will kill it's not sustainable yeah I can't do it again it was fun last year because we're like holy shit this is awesome we're doing this and this and this right right, right. yeah and we did it and now it's like well I can't do that again no I did it because it was new and fun and great. But yeah, if you keep going at the same but pace. No, it's you're not kill yourself. Right. And I I need to like develop some sort of new system yeah. to do it better. Yes. And I haven't had time cuz I was sick and busy. Yeah. I think that's so. I mean, I think that's the problem a lot of small businesses have is like the very thing that you've been like if you're busy if you're lucky enough to be busy Mm -hmm. you then because you're busy are like okay these things like if i was going to do inventory or i was going to develop a new product line or i was going to be real thoughtful about like a new plan or a new way of doing things like you now are like well none of that is more important than staying busy like or being busy like you because we are so grateful for like when stuff's busy and when we have an influx of sales or an influx of new clients or new customers you're like okay i can't let anything jeopardize this so like we'll just do that later i'll do that i'll do this money stuff later i'll do this organizational stuff later i'll do this inventory later and then later becomes like a year yep and then like the year rolls around and like you know Fortunately, as much as I always am like, oh, fuck New Year's resolutions and fuck how everybody makes this the time when you're supposed to reevaluate. But like it is it's ju- it is by default the time when everybody's like, OK, what what happened last year? What did I do? Sure. What needs to change? And so this is like the time when you think, OK, it's not busy. I could like clear out my inventory or have a big sale or revamp my entire accounting system. I could do that. And then it gets busy again, and you're like, nope, I'll do that later. Yeah, and I'm, <laughs> like, I find myself waiting for a lull, which I... Which you don't like, want to happen. I, I don't <laughs> want to happen, yeah. but, like, I'm at a weird spot where um, at the end of the day today, I'll have cleared out all open wholesale orders. Ooh. And I'm like, oh, my God, oh, my God, do, am I getting that moment? Is that moment coming? Yeah, is it, na- so is it happening? 
but the other <laughs> problem is like I don't have my to-do list ready to go. To like go that's what I need. Ground running. I yeah. need that. I kind of started it last night because I had to get shit ready for today. For <laughs> um, I'm like the second that lull hits because you don't know when it's gonna be. Yeah. Um, you have to be ready to go with yeah. that list. And your brain has to like be able to be in the right place for you to. Like that's I think that's the thing that I've hit recently is that like I think my brain is actually in the place of um like business 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 mm -hmm. like show of hands has mm -hmm. me in the business mm -hmm. brain right now of like okay what sponsorships are happening applications are happening what's the let's what's all the logistical shit and but then where my brain needs to be for Orange Beautiful is like creativity mode. Mm. I need to be in design mode where like I go in the studio and I turn music on and I shut the door and I like just make stuff for the sake of getting ideas out. And I haven't done that literally at all. Like I, there's been a couple nights where I'm like I'm going to just sit on the couch and like sketch in my sketchbook. But like it's not re it's not productive it's very just like busy like making my hand move it's not like thoughtful or like this could be a product or what could this turn into or I should develop this line and so like I'm not something in my brain right now is telling me that that's a waste of time that mm. I should be doing business busy tax shit and office shit and logistical things but guess what like come March I'm going to be like, what am I sending to the printer? What, what's new product going to, where's that coming from? I didn't do any, I didn't make anything. And I think I'm starting to realize like I have to, f I might have to force the creativity thing, which doesn't no, work I, really yeah, well for me. But I also like, I know that it's going to bite me in the ass later when a couple months from now I'm like, huh, I didn't really create a whole lot of new product for the spring. That's too bad too late now i guess i'll just move for like i don't know it just feels very i'm trying to be way ahead of it and it's like freaking me out i feel like it's i'm being counterproductive um i mean do you have like a list of things that you know will sort of jump start that particular kind of creativity yeah probably i mean i have i have like a couple print line like design collection-y things like little sets of like these three prints and these three prints and these three prints that like if I just started if I was just like I'm just gonna work on this and like make sure it's done by x date if I honed in on one thing that might help me okay. instead of being like I should just go into the studio and design some shit but maybe if I gave it to myself more like an assignment or mm. like a client job, mm, mm -hmm. like a client has hired me to design these three prints. It's me. <laughs> I'm the client. Yeah. I mean, I kind of like it in my planner already. There are <coughs> deadlines, like yes. crazy early deadlines I've set for myself. Like yeah. I think the beginning of April, I have myself finishing fall and holiday and yeah. then June working on spring and summer yeah. like i've never gotten that far ahead i'd love to see what happens if i can i feel like that might be my that might be what i have to do 
Like if I made if I made some crazy kind of almost unrealistic deadlines for myself where like I'm um I want to reissue uh the perpetual calendar mm. that I did 10 years ago um because I kind of constantly get emails about it cuz it's like floating around on Pinterest all the time like there's <laughs> pictures of it from god knows where and like probably three or four times a month I get an email from someone that's like where is this how where, how do I buy this where's I I track this back down how to you how hard would it be to have them made again oh not hard at all like not hard at all what's your excuse for not getting it done probably the giant check i have to write oh okay to have that's a good excuse but the the thing about these is that like i'm with unlike other products i'm very certain that these will sell okay i don't feel i'm not like i'm not nervous about like oh my god what if nobody buys these Beca and also the fact that they aren't dated, the fact that they are perpetual calendars by nature means sure. that if I had to hold on to them for five years, I could. No big deal. If it takes me five years to sell through them, not the end of the world. Whereas dated calendars, I literally have to throw in the recycling bin at a certain I feel point. like you can also bill it as sort of an eco-friendly thing. For sure. And I feel like I would like to kind of update and upgrade them a little bit. I'd like to use different materials. Like the paper that I used 10 years ago was not necessarily the best paper choice. Okay. They didn't wear as well, like over time because I didn't th like, that wasn't something that I was like, I didn't think about mm -hmm. the fact that somebody might keep one for like more than a couple years. Like there mm -hmm. are literally people who email me and they're like, I bought this from you 10 years ago and the one I have is falling apart. Can I buy a new one? And I'm like, uh, you've had that for 10 years. Like, you've literally been flipping the dates on that thing for 10 years. I want to send you one for free. Sure. So I feel like, and and I think before it didn't really have, like, an, a purpose. Like, wh why would I randomly relaunch it and bring it back? But the fact that I made years, it 10 years ago yeah. seems very appropriate. Sure. That, like, oh, it's kind of an anniversary thing. And, like, remember this? And, like, it's been updated. Check it out. So I want to do that, and I want to do... I certainly need... There's, I don't know, a chunk of card designs that need to get re, like actually printed and launched. And then... But, but guess what? I should be doing holiday right now. Like, I should be designing... Like, right now, I should have holiday designs, like, finished and ready for a May release. You know, which is this terrifying. Is a totally different topic, um, and one that I'd be interested in hearing other people's experiences with. Yeah. Um, how is it that the card industry can get people to buy that early? Yeah. And I end up with customers who want things a week before the <laughs> holiday. Because <laughs> the stuff they're buying from us is literally says the words, this is for this thing on it. Like the card industry yeah. is based around dates. Sure. It, it's, it's complete purpose is based around dates. It's based around holidays. It's based around occasions. It's based around calendars. And so stores will, and then because of trade shows, 
that that dictates when you get first dibs on things or when you place orders. Because like if you go to a tr- like the stationery show just moved up to this last week. Right. It's normally in May, so that fucked a bunch of people over because most card companies schedule for schedule their holiday shit for a May release. Why do there you think were, they did that? That's significant. I think that something happened with the people who own the stationery show. I think something changed where, like, they got bought or they paired up with somebody. It's very unclear. Like, and if you do, like, we went, Josh and I went online and kind of poked around to see, like, why did this move? But it is now the same week as New York Now, the gift show. Okay. So see, I, I think, think I had heard that they yeah. were like combined or something, they're but I guess combined. it's just the same time. Yes. They're okay. both, they just happen to both be at the Javits Center at the same time. Okay. And so in my opinion, I think that it's the stationary show was like, we're failing. Yeah. And what do we do to get that does new make buyers? A lot of sense. Let's yeah. attach ourselves in some way to this show that's well, better than it's us. It's kind of insane that... Uh, that there's a need for a stationary show. Yeah. Well, I mean, 10 to 15 years ago, it was fucking amazing. I mean, that was, it was it. Like that was, that was where you went to launch your stuff. That was where, like, and it just, it just started to feel like there should just be like gift shows in which they have stationary. So that's what's happened in the last four or five years. A lot of the people that were doing the stationary show kind of religiously, stopped doing it and are only doing the gift show because they were finding that they found they were getting better buyers at the gift show because the gift show was doing a better job of getting buyers and the stationary show just had the same like not very large crowd of buyers coming to it Mm. every year um but yeah it's a weird and then and then that and in turn dictates how people who don't even go to the show have to run their business. Like I now have to be like, Oh, when is that show? When does it start? When is it open? When are people buying calendars? Like I actually have to think about if people are buying calendars in February for 2020. Yeah. I don't and know. they are. Um, in the past, I've always felt a lot of stress to have um, a new collection launched like early January, yeah. like spring. Um, because I will get a handful of shops that email me and ask when new stuff is coming out. Right. And it's really hard to get all those photo shoots coordinated that right. early so in early. the year. Yeah. And this year, because I don't know. Oh, that's a why, fun, annoying Why noise. will you not stop doing that? No one will make you stop doing that? Oh, We're amongst children, in God. case you couldn't tell from our um, change in tone. <laughs> Where, uh, I just keep doing it. It's fine. Keep I, making my that brain doesn't noise. work with that noise. No, and it probably won't be able to. It's like inhibiting brain function. Um, <laughs> Again, no com- comment to people who have children. <laughs> not the your thing, children. The things that don't bother you bother everyone else. Yes, but not your children. <laughs> That's the end of just story. Children. In um, case you were wondering. Um, oh, right. So my theme for the year being slow and all, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to shoot the collection when I'm ready to shoot it. So we're yeah. doing um, photos next week. 
and it'll launch yeah. there has when to be, I get the photos back yes. and get them at you know there like there has to be a listed. certain amount of stuff that's like look I'm I'm going to do it on my own terms and like yes you should certainly be aware of like what's going on in your own industry yeah but also it might like, not work I don't know but how yeah. will I know unless yeah. I just do it you know yeah I mean I I will never I I can't imagine that I will ever be a person that like launches a calendar nine months before the year it's for like I just can't that just seems absolutely utterly insane to me but I sure do realize that like if I want to push forward with wholesale to compete with other people making cards and to make sure I get you know like a card store has a set budget they have you know like they're buying x amount from x number of people for a season and like if I hit them a month after they've spent their budget, even if they love my stuff, they're gonna be like, sorry, we gotta pass. Like we're not gonna order from you. Which, you know, I have to make sure that I realize that and know that if I am on top of a schedule and launch my spring stuff when everybody else does, that like I'm more likely to get new store accounts. So like I kinda have to be yeah aware of it. But sure. I also don't wanna like make myself feel bad because I didn't make a calendar the same time Rifle Paper did. Like that, it's, we're different companies. It's not the same. So I think I just have to move forward with like launching things the way I want to. And then later on, maybe I can be more sensitive about like, oh, I should bump this up. Like, oh, that went well. Maybe let's see what happens when I bump it up a month. I'm yeah. I don't think I really have that much consistency with my launches, which it's maybe like, doesn't matter as much as we think it does. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like maybe we're putting too much stress on like what a tiny percentage of stores actually sure. do. Like, because I mean, I like yes, there are stores that like buy on a schedule and go to trade shows and have a budget and spend it. I feel like the stores that buy from but, me don't. Right. And I, thing I remember like smaller businesses. I don't think function that way. I don't, but like in, um, like a long time ago before you could just buy stuff wholesale online yeah. from everyone and you did have to go to a trade show. Um, I feel like every, you know, every single person at the show was writing for the same dates. So, yeah. like, when you went to the show in January, February, every single vendor at the show was writing um, 8 one order deliveries. Yeah. There wasn't any, like, you can get this, this now. two weeks. Yeah. Like, that that wasn't yeah, how things were done. the stationary show is like that, where, I, know, I mean, at least the May is like okay, you're launching, like, all your holiday shit, and, like, you've already ordered your spring shit. Like, even though Mother's Day, Father's Day is, like, right around the corner, like, those stores have already bought, they're already fully mm -hmm. stocked with all that. They're not buying your Mother's Day cards right now. They're buying Christmas shit. And then they would be placing orders for, like, I want 10-1 delivery. Mm -hmm. um, and then I want calendars to show up on, you know... November 1st or I want and then like can I return these if they don't sell by January 20th and all that you know like that kind of shit mm -hmm. um, which again is like a whole thing of like running a store and having to think so far and it like literally in 
February to May, you're buying for Christmas. Like you're mm. thinking about how you're going to stock your store for Christmas. So I'm not sure that many people do that anymore. I don't think so either. Um, the only dates I do care about now is making sure that the holiday stuff is launched like end of September. Like it's, yeah. it's all it's up there before October 1st. Yeah, basically. Um, but even then, I feel like I don't have as much control over people ordering past my deadlines. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So instead of like trying to be harder about my deadlines, um, like I did this last year and it didn't work, um, <laughs> I realized that my only solution is to try and conform to the standards that they're used to, which is right. that I have things ready to ship to them. Yeah. So that I'm saying yes more than I'm saying no. And right. I can I can do it. Yeah, you just if have to adjust. I have to um I decided I'm gonna start working after shows are done in May. I am building inventory for holiday. Yeah. Because last year I thought, oh, I'll start in August. And you start getting hit with wholesale in August. Right. So I have to be ahead of that. I yeah. can I can do it. <coughs> um that said, <laughs> um, I don't think that that's advice that I would give to everyone. Right. I would tell a totally different person in a different situation, don't conform to industry standards. You don't have to do that. Yeah. Because I think a lot of times small businesses <laughs> should not be required to conform. Right. This is, uh, I tried not conforming and I didn't like how that turned out. Yeah. So I'm going to try doing it this way instead. Yeah. Because I think those are my options. Um, kind of, it brings me to my other sort of, do we, how long are we at? No, we're, we're okay. Yeah. Okay. So my word for the year is slow. Yeah. The other thing that I want to constantly kind of repeat to myself is the phrase, that's not for me. Yeah. Um, which I think is <laughs> something I wish I heard more yeah. on the internet. It's sort of a like spinoff of like not falling down the compare and despair thing. Yes. Yeah. But um, like when I see other businesses like mine doing things like moving into a new studio or hiring employees right. or like going, going to, to a trade, trade show. show. Yeah. Like, to just stop and be like, well, I don't want to do that, actually. You know how I usually, I, I try to think that stuff is the same thing, where I'm like, that's not, you're not doing that. That's not you. That's yeah. not your business. Right. The thing I often tell myself, I start to list things that I'm doing, where I'm like, they're not doing this. They're know, not doing yeah. this. Like, I almost always will go like, yeah, but they're not running their own fucking craft show. Mm -hmm. Like, every time I feel bad that, like, I'm not going to the stationery show or I don't have my retail store anymore or I didn't launch a brand new collection last week or I'm not in 600 stores. I go, yeah, but they're not running a craft show. Mm -hmm. They're not launching this. They're not working with these clients. They don't have a part-time job. They don't live in Chicago. They don't like, I try to remind myself that like the people you're comparing yourself to 
all the things that you are doing and you have going on in your life, they don't, it's not like they're doing all of what you're doing plus these mm-hmm. amazing things that you're seeing. They, they are doing the other thing. Like sure. they're picking something else. They went down a different path and like no one's expecting them to do X, Y, Z that you're doing. So why are you expecting yourself to do what they're doing? Like that doesn't I make, know. you know, if you flip it around on yourself and think about like, what if that person looked at my Instagram feed or looked at my social media or got my newsletter, would, wouldn't they be like, oh, she's, she's doing this. She did this and this and this and this. I didn't do any. Like, wouldn't they have something to like yeah, probably. compare us back yeah. at you? Yeah, yeah, Probably. So like you can't, you can't kind of think that you're going to do everything. Like you, you can't right. do everything. I think what, like, what happens is I see, oh, there's a way someone else is making money. Right. Should I be making money doing that? Yes. Instead of realizing there are tons of ways to make money and you can't do all of them. Right. And some of them are, would make you fucking miserable. Right. And some of them, if you tried to do exactly the same thing, would not make you money. Just because they're making that person money. It doesn't mean they would make you money. Yeah. Yeah, I do that a lot where I'm like, I mean, I do it just even in the super specific instance of like comparing show of hands to other shows where I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, random show that just showed up and started doing business and has no reputation and can't even get vendors. You're charging the same booth fee that I'm charging. Like, and I start to like spiral into like, oh my God, am I doing this wrong? Should I be charging more? Am I a sucker? Like what is what am I doing? I do like that with they pricing must be too. So much money. I'm such an idiot. Yeah. And then I'm like, no, I'm doing it the way I want to do it, and the way I need to do it to like pay for things and be successful. And like, if I just follow their lead, like, why would I follow the lead of someone that's not as successful I as I am? Like <laughs> being in the middle is like should be satisfactory also being in the middle and having like some amount of fucking like self-respect like Mm. i could very easily run show of hands in a different way and yes have 10 to fifteen thousand extra dollars in my bank account right now and go on a vacation tomorrow but i would also feel like a terrible piece of shit and my show would probably go under like it would probably not be as successful as it is in reputation. Yeah. Like, there's a difference between, like, oh, I made a shit ton of money and behind the scenes I'm doing great, but everybody kind of thinks I'm an asshole and the show's not curated well or it costs too much or it isn't worth I think you would just have a different group of vendors. Exactly. And I think I would feel very different. I think I would have to be a different person. You like being in with your type of, you know. I want there to be, like, a community of people, and if I just am like, give me your money, give me your money... That's not going to happen. Like, there isn't going to be a camaraderie amongst all the vendors where they're, like, helping each other. It's going to literally be, like, a bunch of people who paid a bill, came to the show, and then went home. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know. It's just, like, a hard thing to, like, you want to compare yourself to other people, but then you also need to realize, like, you have nothing in common with that other person. Like, sure. you're, you're different people. You have different circumstances. You live in different cities. You started in different places. So, yeah, it's hard to, like, not not compare, but then also, yeah, remind yourself that, like, 
that's not you don't have to do what they're doing right and like you probably don't actually want to do what they're doing also like all of that time wasted yeah could be spent on figuring out what are the things that you want to do yes. and how you're going to get them right. focus on your like, shit instead of everybody else's shit yeah yeah and i know we talk about that all the time but like my just that response has been going through my head when i see a lot of um well this will be a little spoiler for <laughs> one of our rants this term a teaser does not seem new but I'm seeing it a lot. I'm seeing the term toxic positivity Ugh. out there a lot. And everybody I, needs to stop using the word time, toxic in general. Sure. This one's particularly funny, if you ask me. <laughs> um, uh, and I'm, you know, seeing people rant about how being positive all the time is a bad thing. And I'm like, you know what? That's not directed towards me because yes. I can see something that says like all good days. We can do it. And I can just go, whatever. Yeah. Like, it's not. Yes. But there is somebody that that's bothering. Right. And so, like, latching on to toxic positivity is helpful to them. But it yes. doesn't bother me. So just scroll past, unfollow, whatever. That's yeah. not for me. I wasn't the target audience. Like, when you see an ad and you're like, well, this is insane. Yeah. And you're like, I'm not their target Right, they're not talking to you. Yeah, not <laughs> all, all of the shit on the internet. It's not. Not for everyone you. is talking to you. Find the things uh, where people are talking to you. Yes, and like them. Yeah, but most of the things are not actually directed towards you. And I have that so many thoughts about this. I have thoughts about this that we'll have to get into. We're gonna in rant, the rant about it because I got so feelings. Those are on Patreon. <laughs> Yeah, We've got if you want to hear it, give us five dollars. It, it's, I got lot. I got, and I have like three other rants. I like doing a little sneak, sneak peek. Oh my god, I have so many things I want to say right now. <laughs> um, okay, so we were also gonna talk. I, I feel. Oh like my god, it's so quiet in here now that those children are gone. It is weirdly. It is blissfully well, wait, quiet. Wait, now we're the loud ones. I know. Though. Now we. Seem okay. So now loud. we have to talk. Okay. Let's bring it down. We had to like because we yell. don't have to shout we literally over them had anymore. To yell. All right, for like the last I don't want to be the new because children, children in the room. So I'm gonna try oh and take god. it down a bit. Oh my god. Um, I'm sorry, but all of you people listening that have children, g- fucking Jesus. Well, God bless. I don't you. know how you do it. I don't either. I don't. I don't either. I literally. It would be. The I don't same have as my if somebody shit was together. like. I couldn't. No. Like. Hey, how? Hey, guy that runs all of Google. <laughs> like, what the? Why do you want to do that? Why do you want to do that? Those two ladies were so miserable. They were the surliest. The one miserable. with her back to oh. us turned around a couple times. Good. And I won't say that she, was she necessarily gave us a stink eye. She was eavesdropping. But it was a for sure. What the fuck are you doing? She's eavesdropping. She we we showed up at her baby daycare and she didn't <laughs> like it. I mean, she was so, they were both again, so fucking pissy. Again, it is this coffee shop's fault for having a, a million playroom. toys. Oh god. Why also, do we go to a coffee shop that has a also, playroom? Also, how many times do you have Maybe to take it's our children fault. to the bathroom? They went to the bathroom like 7 times. I really wasn't paying that much attention to them. 
I, kids, is this a tiny di- and this have a- tiny bladders? Oh my god! Oh my um, god! My dog this pees is twice fault. a day. Why? Why do we come here? We know that they're <laughs> I here. Don't know. I this don't is know. all our fault. It's all our fault. Um, I just think it's terrible that they like monopolize this whole space. But for we the, know they do for that. the price of two coffees. Okay, to like, be that's fair, we don't fair. usually sit in this room. That's true. We sit in we the other room. We usually sit in a different for room. for that very we reason. Sit there today. Um, that's like a whole nother. We should have just made that a little mini rant. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That's a teaser for. That's to let you know what you're getting yourself into. All right, I'm gonna try and transition into this whole like choosing to keep your business small oh, yeah. thing because that's yeah. a big part of my problem. Is I, you know, I'm sure a lot of people when they hear me complain about like how I'm going to get all these things done, think hire someone you idiot. Right. And I don't want to, Yeah. I would like to figure out how to um, maintain the same um, amount of income and spend less actually. For For people who are saying hire someone you idiot who <laughs> who have never actually hired someone. Oh, but I think people who have employees I'm think gonna, Michelle. I'm gonna go employee. ahead and say that's a whole lot of like that's a lot. Like it if you're doing it right, like hiring people is a whole ball of wax. Yes. Also payroll taxes. <laughs> right? I mean that's just one thing. Like I mean there's unemployment. There's yeah, payroll tax. All of that. There's there's <laughs> fucking feeling like someone is reliant upon you. Someone's well-being is dependent upon your business's success. Ooh, that's a rant. That do you know what I'm referring oh, yeah, to yeah, now? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I yeah. don't know. Just write it down so we do it later. I'm gonna write it on okay. my write it on your Emily, Emily McDowell post-it, post-it note. note. Let's. I'm gonna Which use one? the scream into the void one. <laughs> I'm uh, the void. <laughs> oh Jesus! That's a really cute. You should take a picture of that and put it on the Instagram. That notepad, because it's real cute. It is. I I should like take. You can take them off. Oh They're, yeah. Like, individual, but no, I, I like them in I the just block. brought it like this. Um, it's a whole post-it note system. Yeah. Let me see them. Yeah. Cute. Oh my god, this one has pretzels on it. I wanted po- like just regular ass post-its, um, but those are cute. So there's one that's just a scream, like a a a a a a scream, and then it says, "I mean, right at the bottom." I like that. So I had put up those post-its. If anyone those remembers, where when we did the Jen Sincero, um, yes review thing and she talked about how you can manifest anything right and I'm like all right I'm gonna manifest making sixty thousand dollars this year right <laughs> so I put up all these little post-it notes all over I'm the apartment manifest that winning 60. the lottery and most of them have fallen down <laughs> wait just 60 doesn't that just mean the number six doesn't that mean you're now gonna make sixty dollars <laughs> she had used an example of um when Something she spent $7,000 on a coach or whatever? No, I, I'm not remembering it exactly, but I think she needed like $40,000 or something. And so I she wrote the word, the she number 40. 40. Okay. Yeah. So I thought, I'll do that. Should I change it to 60000 Maybe do 60K. Okay. So I got... I If that works, I want to cut. If you change sure. it to 60K and you make 60K this year, I want to cut. I want a percentage. If it somehow <laughs> I fucking works, which, 
it's not going to be because I put post-it notes That's exactly everywhere. Right. It's That's exactly because right. what I did <laughs> on January 1st is I went into my payroll program and I programmed it to start paying me what would be the salary for 60 grand. Oh, yeah. That, that'll be how it ends That's up how working. It um, I've yet to turn it off, but I'm feeling it coming. <laughs> Where you're like, oh, God, this is, can't happen like, anymore. Um, I'm going to run out of money to pay myself very soon. Yes. Um, but I wanted to, like, that was the first step. Like, you can't just make 60 grand unless you start yeah. paying yourself yeah. right away. Um, so I'm anticipating having to reduce that <laughs> amount very quickly. Um, but I made it through a month and a half. So that's... <laughs> That's a Something. high five for you. Hey. Oh Anyhow, that's why the post-it new post-it notes. Um. All right. So how how do you just how do you kind of slow growth so that you can exist? You know, at yeah. this level that you want to stay at. You know. And isn't that weird that like. There's not a lot there, of information on it, slowing it's, growth. It's really interesting because no one is telling people to stay where they are. Like that that's it's counterintuitive. Like you're you always, no matter where you're at with your business, you always feel like I could be bigger, I could have more, I could make more money, I could be more popular I could have more customers I could whatever for a lot of people that sounds good that sounds right. miserable to me and so but isn't that interesting because it's the very thing that people say to me about show of hands mm, right is yeah the more cities about, like, and you're like no don't you want to go to other cities no. don't you want to get bigger don't you want to do this five times a year ten times a year don't you want wouldn't it be great if we had 30,000 people come to this all no. of those the answer is no to every single one of those things the answer to that is it's very much a if it's not broke, don't fix it mentality for me where like, mm -hmm. yes, I want to be making more money. Yes, I want the show to be more successful, but more successful doesn't mean bigger. There's also like a ceiling, too, that you're Absolutely. eventually going to hit and just Absolutely. that'll be it. And like, I'm not going to make people that participate in the show pay for my growth. Right. Right. Like, right. and, and in turn on a smaller scale, I wouldn't make orange beautiful pay for my growth. Like I'm not going to make orange beautiful as a company or a brand suffer because I want to, you know, source out my distribution or expand to a hundred stores all over the country or hire six employees or get a warehouse space. Like I'm not, that, that would, it would hurt my business. So those are as much as those things on paper sound fantastic yeah. and amazing. And like to an Instagram following, people would be like, what you got a new space? What you hired an employee? What you, you went warehouse. to a trade show? Oh my yeah. God. Oh my God. Oh my God. You opened a retail store on the surface. Of course, those things look impressive and mean means success but you would never be able to convince people i'm staying in my home studio i'm continuing the production level that i currently have i'm actually going to lessen it and that also equals you're successful um so another on this same topic and also going back to my that's not for me yeah when you start researching this you see a lot of people who are like <laughs> 
Um, oh, it was life changing when I got a studio outside of my apartment, house, whatever. Like yes. so much more productive, this and that. I like got my life back. My story is the exact opposite. Yeah. There's no one right answer right. to any and of this. It also depends on where you're at with your business. Like, where are you at? Like, I would, get, like, in 2004, after having worked out of my home for a year, and then I got a new space. And again, this is pre-recession, everybody. I got a new space that was outside of my house, and it fucking changed everything. Uh -huh. It made everything fucking amazing. However, that space was within my financial means. I didn't overextend myself. Mm -hmm. That space allowed me to grow the business from the tiny seed of one year that it was to have space to meet clients and have space to store sure. inventory and have a space that wasn't my one bedroom condo. And it worked and it was amazing. And I'm grateful for it because it propelled me into where I got for the next five years. Like that's wh why I got into stores. That's why I got custom clients. That's why I got opportunities to do things. It's why I ultimately had enough money to open a storefront. And so I'm it that worked for sure. But guess what? I'm now back working out of my house. That doesn't mean that I failed. It doesn't mean that somehow everything like plummeted and I lost money and I didn't have, like it literally means logistically, it doesn't make sense for me to have a store. Why would I, why would I keep it if it doesn't work for what I'm trying to do? And, it, and if it costs me an insane amount of money every month for something I don't want to be doing, then I'm closing it. Mm -hmm. I'm not doing it anymore. And I thought about having an, a space outside my home, but guess what? We bought a house. Instead, right. If we still lived in our apartment, maybe I would have thought differently. But we bought a house that has a fucking ba ba entire basement filled with my inventory. It would be financially idiotic of me to pay a mortgage on a home that has perfectly legit yeah. storage space and then also have a warehouse. Yeah, as long as you can handle it. Like, I know some people it, own a house right. but still rent a studio space Absolutely. for... Because that's what works for them. Yes, but for sure. But I, I mean, think either like, situation. I think there being like this works. blanket list of like what everybody should be doing, like what it means to be successful. You do this and then this and then this and then this. Like it's the same thing as when people get, you know, in your business about like, oh, well, you're this age. Why aren't you married? Oh, you're this <laughs> age. Why don't you have a baby? Oh, you're this age. Why haven't you bought a house yet? Like who? Fuck you. Why yeah. haven't? And then my answer to that always is. I'm sorry. Why haven't you started your own business? Oh, you're cause you're not going to do that. Well then why don't you mind your own business? Like <laughs> if you, if you want that to be your life, then yeah. have that be your life. If everybody is around you is telling you like, you should do this, you should do this. Or like, why isn't your business at this point? It's not, who cares? Fuck them. Like yeah. has nothing to do with them. It has to do with you. And like, you know what the reasons are. If, if your goal is to make more money, you can figure that out. You can figure out how that will work for you. If your goal is to get the fuck out of your house because of whatever circumstance, mm -hmm. then then make that happen. Yeah. But like to feel like that's something you have to do for like a very arbitrary reason is I think a lot of people get, you know, it's again the compare itis thing of like 
like, oh, well, to, to, to be considered successful, I need to be huge and I need to have a staff and I need to be in this giant space and it needs to be white walls yeah. and like, photographed every day. It's not even our peers, though. It's like we go to an event selling things yeah. and people ask you constantly, where's your store? Where's your store? Where, where do you work out of? And yeah. Like having to go from telling people where my studio was to telling people I work in my apartment was a rough transition. I don't tell people that I work out of my home. I just say my studio's in, in Portage Park. Mm. I never I, say my home. I, I never think say I it's do my apartment, ever. Because I get asked if people can come. And if somebody asks me time. if they can come, I say no. It's mm. private. It's a private studio. It's closed to the public. I never say it's my house. I mm. never say I work out of my home. Ever. I have a thing on my website that says you cannot come to my to pick up your order because I get asked so many times. Yeah. Well, is that because people are used to I having they been able to do it in the past? Or do you think it's just people both being They want to save the $3 yeah, on I shipping. Oh, Jesus. Um, or be more, um, you know, eco-friendly, not shipping. I do get that. But they're also like seven stores in the city that you could shop at and yeah that's the ridiculous or thing about wait your till stuff. i'm doing an event yeah the ridiculous thing about your stuff is like there are so many stores that you could just go i, I do from. wish there was a, a way to do pickups but even when i had the studio the pickups were killing me because people would change the time, they'd change no. the day people on me, and I can't be in the middle of soldering or like have all of my like respirator shit on. No, no and one not should ever hear be coming anything. to your house. That's I can't not, do it. I don't think that's appropriate. But like with the studio, oh yeah, I would yeah, allow pickups, sure. yeah, yeah. and I'd have to plan my actual production around oh. needing to stop what I was doing and go downstairs. I mean, and I think if you at any order, point had pickups, it was too hard. You would literally just be like, pickups are on Fridays from 9 a.m. to 11:30. Even then, schedule hard. accordingly. Have it's a nice day. Like. I, like doesn't my Megan do that from Cities and Dust? Doesn't she? I feel like I see her post things Maybe, like yeah. pickups are on this day. Yeah, and it's from her house. Yeah, yeah. Um, she has a live workspace though. Yeah. Um, that's true. And she also seems like a fairly clean person, um, <laughs> in which I'm not. Um, like she's probably no one's also coming in my like delighted to receive people, and you're like, get the fuck out of my house. Yeah, yeah. There's um. <laughs> One person that I let pick up orders because um, she lives nearby and I like her well, and she's allowed to pick yeah, up orders. Th and that's <laughs> fine. But yeah, I think it's totally appropriate for you to be like, this isn't, I don't know. I just, I always think about that too. Like just because people are asking you for something over and over again or whatever, like doesn't mean you have to say yes to it. Like you're allowed to always yeah. be like. My, my bad attitude that I never I don't say out loud to customers obviously but the thing I always think in my head that makes me feel better is um, and that people would do shit to me like this at the store all the time like people always ask stupid horrible you know they wanted things all the time and you're just like cool this is a store I get it but I would always just be like yeah so like when you if you don't like this rule or this policy or the way I do things or my hours like, well, then when you open a store, you can do whatever you want. When you when you have a storefront, you can be open 24 hours a day. You can be open on your random specific lady work schedule. 
and you can be the amazing superhero store owner that is open all the time for everyone and does and breaks all the rules for all the people. That I'm not doing that. So I always just and it's the same with the show. Like when people say tell me like, oh, you should do this or this is the way this should be. I'm just like, cool. When you start your own craft show and run it for six years, um, you can do that. That can be your rule that you make. Oh, you're not going to do that? Okay, well then please leave. Get out of my face. Because <laughs> I don't, like, it doesn't matter what you're, what you think. I'm the one making the rules. I'm the one that has the final say in how my business is run. Yeah. And it's also my prerogative to piss all my customers off if I want. Like, I obviously won't do that. I'm obviously going to make decisions that are good for my business. But just because you want special concessions made for you doesn't mean I'm going to feel bad about it. I'm not going to be made to, I'm not going to be like bullied into like, oh, well, I'll change my policy because you want to come pick up shit because you don't have $3. Mm. Like, fuck you. Pay the shipping just like you do with everything else. And if you want to buy garbage from Amazon and have it delivered the same day by a dude in a van, then do that. You, it's a free country. You're allowed to do that. Oh, you know you want this handmade, beautiful thing that's super unique and you're supporting a local artist? Then you fucking abide by her rules. Period. Yeah. End of story. Don't send me an email. Like, that's the end of the... Like, no more conversation. <laughs> but it's... I mean, I think people feel... Like they need to like be nice to everyone and like make concessions for people so that they're not making people upset. But oh. it's like, you know what? Like you got to treat them like children. Like they don't know the rules. You have to tell them what the rules are. I feel like I've gotten very good at politely saying no. Yeah. Yeah. Say learning how to say no to people is probably like business rule. Number one. I th did we do an episode on saying no I think or we did, did we just talk? Okay. Um, if anyone needs any help saying no oh, we we're will. very oh good God, at we're it so good at it maybe you know too who should, good you know at who saying should be no? on an episode a future episode to talk about how to say no to people sarah de hebriard oh she would be the best she's real good at saying no to people well i think something that the three of us have in common is maybe delighting a little bit in saying no oh for <laughs> sure yeah um, but, like, usually I'll, like, rant out loud um, to Steve usually yes. about what I want to say. Yes. And I'll be like, I didn't write any of that. Yeah, I, I, didn't I write po down. very politely said no. Yes. I but will, I got it it's out. It's funny when I tell Josh, like, a customer interaction or, like, somebody sent me an email and I replied. Like, I'll when I paraphrase, I'm, like, really rude and, like, cursing and blah, 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 blah. And then I'm like, I didn't actually say any of that. <laughs> Uh, actually what I and then I have to like actually read what I wrote which is always very like polite and cordial and like professional and he's like yeah but you got your gist across like you just took out the fucks and piss off part <laughs> um at the same time I feel like Steve will tell me stories about like some interaction like in-person interaction that happened at work and I have to say did you actually say that yeah. and he'll be like well you know Kind of. I'm like, phew, because yeah. the way you're telling the story made it, it sound like you like said you all of that. that. Yeah. Kiss your ass. <laughs> oh. Do I need to be worried? <laughs> <laughs> I do get a little bit worried about the things that might come out of his mouth. Yes. I think Josh <laughs> feels that way about me. Yeah. Where he's like, what did you actually say to them? And I'm like, oh, no, I'm really good. I, I mean, I have a really good, I have a really good filter. 
like I I've it's a skill now yeah. where like the shit that I am thinking is so terrible but the stuff that will come out of my mouth at a person is like fucking by the book professional mm -hmm. like you could write you could write it down and be like, this is exactly how you should talk to customers. Believe it or not, Emily filters what she says on the podcast, too. I know this because Yo. she gets a lot of it out when we're not recording. I have to, like, <laughs> this is why we have so much trouble, like, just getting to recording. Because I usually have to come and, like, tell Michelle how I really feel about something t to get it out of my system before we record. Because, like, someone will, like, report me to somebody <laughs> like if I actually talked the way I talk yeah. and you people that you, those of you listening that know me in real life know what I'm talking about. <laughs> um, yeah. Don't I get mean, on my I'm bad side. That's basically the rule. The moral of the story is don't get on my bad side. I feel like the rants we have planned, I'm going to oh have no. a lot of like, there's oh, a, did I really just Well, so there's a rant that I want to do that, like, I don't think we can do. Okay. That, like, is going to have to I mean, just I'm not sure I should say any of the things that I want to say Like, either. even though I know there's literally, like, only 10 people that are going to listen to but it, it's still, can it can't be out there. You this to someone else. It can't be out you there. You know? Yeah. Even if can't. they don't subscribe, they can play it to someone else. Um. Oh, so... We can finish up, but I thought this was funny. I was doing research on like reasons to keep your company small. And um, there was an article on ink.com ink that I started reading. And this one line made me laugh out loud That's so really hard. That's funny that you should, because Small Giants is related to ink. Oh, really? That book, Small Giants. Okay. Um, I think that most of these things don't apply to our actual businesses. Um, it says, what if you got into business with the goal of building a $2 million company instead of a $200 million <laughs> company? And I'm like, what? Oh, this article's not You're for like, me. Oh, this is for different <laughs> business owners. Yeah. Because I had... Um, I mean, that's what I'm thinking about yeah. a lot. I wake up in the morning and I'm like... Okay, so I'm current like I'm currently striving to have a two million dollar company. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that I mean maybe that's overshooting it. So for us it would be thinking about having a company that makes two thousand dollars. Thinking about $2, having thinking about having a company that makes two hundred two hundred thousand dollars. Maybe you know yeah yeah yeah. Let's say. A quarter of a million then as a, you know, 20 million is a maxed out goal. I like 200 million. I think that, and yeah, crazy. <laughs> um, because I was um, writing down these lists of benefits of staying in small business and some of them did make sense. Um, like one of them was um, about maintaining like your kind of, your business's core beliefs, which is yes. what you had mentioned earlier. Um, if you grew and outsourced, you'd let go of all of the things that right. you actually care about. Right. Um, but staying small, you get to keep that. Um, but some of these things like just don't actually make sense at <laughs> all. Um, they're for people that have $200 million companies. <laughs> um, so 
Oh, yeah. This one was, uh, you can keep doing what you love. And I think that that's actually the opposite. Like, if you were to grow and hire staff, you could make staff do the things that you don't want to do. Yes. Whereas if you're doing it all by yourself, you often don't get to actually do the designing. Right. So growing would help you yeah. get to do the thing that you love. Yes. I think about Emily McDowell a lot yes. in that situation where she talked about at one point she hardly ever got to make new things. Yes. But she she's had to make some changes right. um, that allowed fulfillment and customer service to be yes. handled by other people and other she than can her. Just design. Yeah. yeah, and she's actually getting to do what she wants to do now. Um, now I'm noticing I didn't write this down, but um, a list had mentioned like better um, work balance, and it's like, no, my no. work balance is terrible. Yeah. What are you talking about? Or oh, one of them was like getting to go to your kids sports games or something <laughs> i think it's a t-ball <laughs> actually now that i'm thinking about it i'm like okay well that's obviously not directed towards me but like what person who's running a business on our level can actually do that because right. that's one of my huge yeah, problems it's actually harder to do that than it I would be to, if, yeah. yeah i have to solve that this year because i missed out on a lot of things last year on family things Important, like I, I'm can't just drop everything, and go take care of a family emergency, right? Because I'm not going to email these stores and say, right, your order's not coming because, because I had to go to a funeral. Well, okay, a funeral first, maybe some, but depends on the but funeral. This particular, <laughs> yes, this particular one, no. Um, I mean, neither of us went. It, but still, like, I need I need more flexibility. Right. I need to be able to make my life more important sometimes. Yeah. Yes. Not all the time. You need the option. Sometimes. Yeah. Um, and I don't have that now. And I, and I know that having an employee and growing a little bit would probably allow that. Right. But I'm not interested. Well, first of all, where would this other employee work? Well, right. That's the thing is like you would. I mean, an employee would probably come after you moving. Sure. And the reason we don't run to studios because we'd rather save the money for sure for buying something someday when we figure out where we actually want to buy something. Right. So I can't do any. I can't do anything about it right now. Yeah. And I have to just be fine with it. I think there's some amount of my, like, I think about this a lot with show of hands, like, because show of hands isn't uh, all the time. It's not, it's, there it are little breaks. It feels like it's all the time. It's starting right? to be all the time. Yeah. I mean, there was a short little stint in January where, like, where you, you were know, sick. I wasn't really, where I was sick. Where, like, there's nothing, like, actively going on. Like, I'm certainly thinking of stuff and brainstorming and, like, plan making plans for the year and whatever. But, like, at this point, if there's only the three shows, like, it's not, you know, there's going to be a little space in the summer that mm -hmm. won't be focused on the holiday show where I won't be, like, actively day-to-day -day doing work for show of hands. Um, 
but I do think about like how how can I ha- how could I have more legit like I guess part time employees part time but year round employees for show of hands and like is there a way that I could have like the same employee also work for Orange Beautiful mm. like could there be somebody that could fluctuate back and forth with me and the answer is yes of course of course there could be but again where would that person work I wouldn't they wouldn't come to my house I wouldn't have them come to my house maybe I would if I set up my space a little differently um I feel like that's not that weird and certainly not for your space certainly if we renovated our attic and that made that space moved around some of the office space so that there was like a designated larger office space that didn't just accommodate me and my computer um i could see that happening and if i was more organized like if the basement was more organized and clean Mm -hmm. i could see having somebody come over like a couple days a week and like work on things um but I've had employees before. I've had a lot. I mean, I've yeah. over the 15 years, I've had 20 employees. So, like, it's not, it wouldn't be, the employee part of it wouldn't be weird. It would be the, now that things are not very straightforward. Like, I've only had employees when there's, like, well, day-to-day there's not tasks. Right. Anymore. There's not, like, like there. it used to be, like, this is what's going on. This is the, this is what your daily tasks would be. There's no switching back and forth someone I would hire now would have to have like a pretty wide skill set. Like it would have to be somebody that's familiar with events, someone that's pretty like extroverted, somebody that is meticulous. Well, so, they like, can learn things. Of course. You know. So, I mean, I definitely think that show of hands would be more, it would, I think show of hands would benefit more from an employee than Orange Beautiful even would. But that's also me talking about Orange Beautiful now, not like a year from now when maybe I have 20 or 30 wholesale accounts when I would be like, Oh shit, I definitely need an employee for that. Mm -hmm. Like I need somebody to pack cards and like, yeah, things organized. And so I don't have to do that. I need to be doing designing and business shit. So I definitely feel like it's weird for me to talk about like getting bigger versus getting smaller. Cause I feel like my, like Orange Beautiful has gotten bigger and smaller and bigger and smaller and bigger and smaller. Like, well, but a million times, like, show of hands is like, and then sh- taken yeah, and over. then show of hands yeah. is like this other thing, and it's now bigger than Orange Beautiful, and like it's like, so I kind of don't have like a clear rate of growth. Mm. So now it's all just like growing and lessening different parts of the business like being like this part over here should grow but not the whole thing like not everything yeah i mean that's sort of what i do every year when i discontinue shit yeah you know i feel like i should probably discontinue half of what i have but i just can't get myself to do it yeah because i did read i I saw that a lot, like narrowing your focus. Yeah. Like if you're going to stay super small, you need to be responsible yeah. for a smaller Make amount your, of Yeah, things. give yourself less to worry about. Yeah. Um, I mean, on a weird, like kind of related, kind of unrelated way, like that's how I feel about having more vendors at show of hands. Mm. Like 
even the difference between doing, like I did a holiday show, I think the 2016 holiday show, like suddenly had a hundred plus vendors. And I remember specifically feeling like, oh my God, this is weirdly a lot more work. Like just adding 20 more vendors to the roster and like expanding the space made made there be like oh my god there's that much more rentals there's that much more hand holding and email yeah, like emailing. correspondence yeah. and organization of information and like it just like that tiny increase made me realize like oh that it's not just oh at fill another room with people it's a bunch more work which then when we did the last minute show which was almost a you know it was like half of the holiday show and it was half the time and ha like it was so easy it was like it just happened it was just like i just woke up and like we did a show and then i went to sleep like it was so much less work and so much less like craziness and potential issues and like be all because it was just pared down and it made me realize like wow that was just that was successful still and like still helped the brand and like helped vendors get noticed and helped people get sales and like was great for like getting potential sponsorships and vendors for the next year of shows but like was real little and easy mm -hmm. and wasn't making the show bigger I didn't make the show bigger I just added a little one but like if I made the holiday show have 250 vendors like it would be insane like yes there would be more money but I think I would I think it would hurt me. I think it would hurt the show and it would hurt me. But it's hard for people to not go, yeah, but look at the more money now. <laughs> look at how much more money is in your bank account. Right. And it's like, yeah, but that's not like l over the long term. I don't know that that's good. I for, I don't know how I just started getting this tangent in my head. And it's absurd, <laughs> but it's somewhat funny. <laughs> um, I was thinking about, like, if you did um, show of hands, like, um, for the people who get in, um, treat them kind of like how the new um, airlines are treating, like, getting your seat or, like, buying your ticket. I don't know if you're familiar, but uh, the newest thing is um, if you pay less, um, on American Airlines, you get no say for where you get put yeah. unless you want to pay more. And more means sometimes like $60 just to say where you're sitting. Yeah. I'm picturing like the show of hands map yeah. with little prices on, on certain where, booths. What you pay for. So either you click just put me somewhere and you pay the lowest amount or you get to pay extra well, so for a certain spot. And I know that you're joking, but I also am joking, but, but I, so, yeah. But see, here's the funny thing about what you're saying is that there are people who apply that like, think that that is a legit way, like think that I should do that. And there are also shows that do that. There are shows do that, that do that. Yeah. And so here, and like, just to say it out loud, like here's why I would never do that. Mm -hmm. There's lots of reasons, but the main reason is I know that every other show doesn't give a flying fuck where they put people. Mm. They don't think about 
I'm not going to put this soap vendor across yeah, from this other soap vendor. Yeah, you're curating it. I'm g- yeah. not going to put this yeah. jewelry maker literally next to um, something that does. Like, I literally think about what customer you bring in. Mm-hmm. And then would that customer also like the stuff that's je- directly next to you? Well, hopefully that's Bonnie. But see, that's the thing is like Sarah and I always if request you to be and next Sarah to each other. both made jewelry yeah. and always no, wanted know, to be next to each yeah. other, I wouldn't ever have put you next to each other ever, not once. Sure. Because that makes me look like I don't know how to run my show. We're at a weird point where I feel like people expect us to be next to each oh, other. Oh, for sure. Like so if now you were that's not, just that. If you were yeah. not next to each other, I think people would be like, oh my God, is Sarah not here? Like, I think people would be <laughs> yeah. freaked out. It would be weird. But I think there's something to be said for like, that's why um, there, you know how there's like the corner spaces tend to be like these large 10 by 10 mm-hmm. booths. Um, I don't offer those up as like, here, pay me more and you'll get that booth Mm -hmm. because I don't want somebody that doesn't need that space. Mm -hmm. And by need, I mean, you make shit that fills that space. Um, When like, I like, it would be like here, this person makes furniture and I'm going to put them in this tiny little booth when I could have put them in this giant space and let them look appropriate and like fill the space the way that everybody else is filling their own space. Like I want to be the one that decides who goes in those spaces, not the person that paid me more. Right. And I feel like, um, instead of giving you money for a good spot, you'd rather people like, um, have been dedicated or just like a all around good, easy vendor. Yes to earn that spot and show up with a display that looks awesome and like makes the rest of the show look good and helps the other vendors feel like, Oh, I need to step it up. Like I was next to this amazing, like shelving display or like they had great signage. I should do that next time. Mm. Like, yeah, I want to like, I definitely like reward people when they are good. Like, and that's why I just ask people for their preferences. Like, where do you want to be? What would you prefer to have? What would you like, you know? And like, if it makes sense with the rest of the show, then yeah, you'll get that. Congratulations. Like, good job. You do, like karma works sometimes, <laughs> but I think it's weird that like, there are definitely ways that I could like scale show of hands, but if they don't equal some sort of direct benefit to the vendors, then I'm not, then I don't, I'm not doing it. Like there's lots of ways that I could like, charge ticket prices differently mm. and like mm-hmm. add costs to admission and like make everybody buy a ticket. Like, can you imagine how much, like the shows that are ticketed where there's no opportunity to come into them for free. I'm like, if I ticketed my whole show, I would make 10,000 extra dollars. Oh my God. Like literally just a, ch- a check. Like it would literally just put $10,000 cash into a bank account that is not being spent on anything. It would be icing on the cake. So then everyone's like, well, why don't you do that then? Well, because that would completely change the show. It would completely change the number of people that came. It would completely change the type of people that come. It would change 
everyone's feelings about the show, it also is like five to ten dollars per person that they should be giving the vendors. Yeah. Not giving me. I already got my money. I already got money from the vendors. Yeah, I've heard that um, from shoppers that they would rather go to right. a show that's free and spend more money. And I feel there. like that's why we've found the sweet balance of like that Friday night is paid for for a reason. You're getting a drink. You're getting first look. You're getting dibs on things. You're getting a special I environment. Like the Friday night. And the people that choose to spend money on a ticket for that aren't going oh you made me spend five dollars no i didn't you can come tomorrow mm -hmm. so the the fact that there's the option of like well if you want to pay for a ticket and have a special different experience and get a drink and be at a party then come to the friday night and mm -hmm. if you don't come to the saturday yeah and i feel like that's that will forever be the way we do it i i think it works i don't i don't know if it's the neighborhood or just um the vendors that are always in the show and our customers that we tend to have, but yeah. it's the only show where I like the customers. I know. Yeah. That's the best thing about it is when people vendors afterwards are like, I was so surprised that like the not a single so person, good. like not one person haggled me. Yeah. I've never been like, people will tell me I've never been to a show in eight years where no one has been like, what if I give you this price for it? Mm hmm. And they were like, I went for three days and not a single person asked me for a discount or a deal or why is this so expensive? And I'm like, yeah, it's because they're good shoppers. They, they get really, it. They really are. And that's the thing is like, I don't want, I don't want to go, hey, all you great shoppers. Hey, all you great vendors. Thanks for making this a great show for six years. I'm going to completely change everything because I'm a greedy motherfucker. Like... That, and that's what everybody has done. That's what all shows do. That's what a lot of businesses do. They, they, see, they see the money ahead of them and they're like, ooh, I'm going to do this and this and this and this and this and that'll get me that money. And it's like, yeah, but are you alienating people along the way? Are you, are you, are you doing things that are going to hurt the very people that made you successful in the first place? Because are you thinking about one particular company as you of say course. that? <laughs> of course I am. But like, that's the thing is like, even with little independent companies, like if you suddenly change how you make things or change your style or um, like change a bunch of your policies or like no longer sell direct to customers or no longer mm. sell to stores or whatever it is that you think will change you to get more money. Have you now, have you now hurt a relationship even a little bit with your best customers like that's that might be a good gauge is like think about like okay if i make this change or i grow in this way how will that affect my customers how, what will they think of me yeah i mean i did make oh i was gonna mention the changes i made for this year yeah this is the whole like yes yes new year's new year's thing change you change because um, oh whoops I had written myself lots of notes about price changes. This is real long, by okay. the way. I'll be... This, this, is a, this can be it. This is a we'll long episode. Um, we, we like it. This is how we do things now. I wanted to <laughs> raise prices. Yeah. Um, Like a bunch of them. And I just couldn't get myself to do it. Yeah. Um, But what I settled on was just um, removing th um, the cheaper ear hook option on all the earrings that have the... Um, oh, yeah. Like actual yeah ear, the French dang earrings hooks. yeah um there's always been two options um gold plated surgical steel and 14 karat gold fill so i just el i didn't eliminated it 
didn't raise the price. I just eliminated Got rid the, of the cheaper, cheaper option. Yeah. Which is something I've been wanting to do for a long time. Well, because not only does that, like, help you save money cost-wise, like, price-wise, it also is, like, that's one less thing you have to inventory and be aware of and, like, right, I was pay always attention having to, to when you order something. Balance. Yeah. Yeah. I, my notes you always. You have to make X and make yep, of yep. each type. And, yeah. So, it's. It's easier for me. It also means that um, I can <laughs> buy more of the 14 karat gold fill ones, which I get a better price on. That oh, was part yeah. of the reason I had never done it before because I, I am just ordering more now. And it's like, you know, $400 to order yeah. these versus not very much for the other ones. Um, it's a big expense. Yeah. Um, and I couldn't make that change. And so far it's worked out fine i made yeah. the change wholesale um on my fair listings mid last year and it yeah. worked out fine um i just implemented them on retail and my wholesale this year yeah so um that i'm excited about that little tweak what was my other one i had one. Oh, um my online shop is now only ready to ship Oh, nice. Which is something yeah, yeah, that yeah. I, like, tried. Yeah, instead of made-to-order things. Yeah. There's nothing that's made-to-order. Yeah. I feel like Steve keeps forgetting because, like, when he hears an order, he's like, oh, should we pack that? I'm like, yeah, it's everything's yeah, done. It's done. If Go it get was it. in my <laughs> shop, it exists. Yes, that's genius. Um, So there are a whole bunch of things that are just sold out, and they're marked as sold out, but you can use the little product restock notification yeah, request thing. when this comes back and i've got like notices um my new website has these um text blocks that you can have inserted anywhere you want yeah. within the listings so like you know there's the grid of listings yeah and i can say i want a text box right here to say whatever i want with a link to whatever i want oh nice so yeah. i have it say like see something that's sold out use the product notifications feature to sign up and that's smart too because then if somebody someone is pretty likely to just be like i like this like i'm yeah sure i'll just she'll remind me whatever and, it's and then been like working. two weeks later it reminds yeah, them and they're like, like oh i forgot about these i'm gonna buy these and like it doesn't even necessarily take me that right long yes. like maybe a week yeah which for some people would be like how long it would take to make make it to order you know yes yeah but there's like less pressure on it. Yes. You know, they you didn't could pay leave it for as, it. Right. You could leave it as long as you needed to leave right. it or you could do it tomorrow. Yeah. Right. And for the there's most part, also people buy it as soon as they get yeah, that notification. There's also something marketing wise, like that's kind of an accidental result of that, that like you it's have not a totally accidental. Well, no, but like <laughs> if things are sold out, yeah. like you're not going to just like put a bunch of pictures on there and mark them all sold out. Right. Like, you, they actually have sold. Yeah. But like the showing people that like, a, these are desirable things if that you sell want it, out. Get it. And yeah. B, if you want it, get it. Like um, if you want it, you better you better order it the minute you get that notification. Yeah. Because it might be gone again and you'll have to wait another week or two weeks. Right. So or so maybe far never. so good. Yeah. Um the only thing that I'm a little frustrated is my new theme doesn't have the same feature where I can have it say one left. Oh um, yeah. but um, you can probably get like a plugin for that, right? There isn't. Oh. I've searched and searched. Oh. There, when you look for it, there's all kinds of obnoxious timers oh. that you can have put in for like you know those dumb dropship sites. Yeah, they use that stuff. Yeah. Um, 
but since the same designers made my old theme and this theme, I'm, I think I'm going to pay them for custom work to have it put yeah, on. Yeah, get them put it on there. Yeah. Um, I just haven't, you know, I just spent like a million dollars last week. Two million so dollars? <laughs> Two hundred million dollars? <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah. <laughs> You're writing that <laughs> on the post note. <laughs> Two hundred dollars. <laughs> oh wait, I almost wrote dollars twice. Okay, um, yeah. So do you? Do you want, that's me wrapping up my plans for the year. I guess. I think my my plans for the year are. I think I need to not get too ahead of myself with like. Like making the online store like this amazing viable thing again and also having like a bunch of wholesale accounts like I think I'm ahead I think I'm jumping ahead mm. too fast like I think that needs to be like a 2020 okay thing let's hope 2020 is all around oh god a please. good year but I'm thinking that that's like obviously there can be things in preparation leading up to that but I don't think I need to be like at the end of 2019 feeling bad that like this didn't happen or this didn't happen. I think I'm, I think I'm jumping ahead too far. I think I need to back up and like really clear out my product, which is something I've been talking about for what, two years, <laughs> like really, I was going to point it really out, really clear out the first, product line, yeah. really make sure that I'm on a schedule of creating new designs. Um, and having like scheduled time for creating, being creative and being designing like designing stuff like making it a business task instead of it being like when I have time I'll go sit down and do some design work like it needs to be the same as me writing on my to-do list mm -hmm. like pay these bills you know fill out this respond to emails whatever like it needs to be on that same list because I think I often throw it to the side sure. like it's not a task that needs to be done I think what like you need to get to the point where you're concerned about people waiting for the new yes. things. Cause right. like I, it's been several years of, I have to have this new stuff right? because people, people are expect four yes. collections a year. Right. And it'd be weird and that's if the there thing weren't. Is if I, and I also need to remember that like, I can't just out the gate start some like okay i'm launching new things here's another new thing here's another new thing i and those things be like immediately popular and sell out like that's not going to happen i need to kind of i need to remind myself that like i'm kind of starting over and as much as my company's been around forever and people maybe i have a tiny amount of a following or whatever like where my business is at i need to treat it more like I've been in business for a year, not I've been in business for 15 years because I'm kind of hitting the reset button. Mm, mm -hmm. So I think that if I remind myself of that and don't have such a big ego about like, yeah, but I've been doing this forever and like this should be this and this should be this. I should, I need to remind myself like you're actually small fucking potatoes and like you need yeah, to. Apparently we all are. Oh, right. Cause we're not making $2 million <laughs> no. as our conservative Actually, <laughs> if goal. you're listening to this and you made $2 million last year... Stop listening to this. We well, can't help first you. First of all, yeah, don't <laughs> listen to anything we it say. It will only hurt your 
Um, and then also email us and give us advice. Also buy Come stuff the- from both of us, michellestarbuckdesigns.com <laughs> and orangebeautiful.com. Thank you. Also come to show of hands and buy things from literally every vendor. You could spend $100 at everybody's booth and still have, let's do the math. No, no. we're not doing that. But I'm, I think that my, I think I need to treat like, I think the way that I've normally treated January mm. where it's like, this is a free month. I get to do brainstorming and like be creative and start over and hit the refresh button. I kind of want to treat this whole year like that. Okay. Like I want to not pressure myself into like constantly feeling like I didn't meet some sales goal or I didn't make the product I wanted to make. Like literally just don't worry about it. Just do the stuff. Right. And cause you've right? determined that that's what's going to work for you. Yeah. That wouldn't work for me. I need lots of like de- constant deadlines or like I, I won't do to, anything. I mean, I need to have deadlines in there, sure. but they need to be self-imposed. They need to be all self deadlines. I have they, a mix of both. They need to, they need yeah. to all be like, and certainly there will be product launches and like, th- you know, but like I want to be less worried about the result of those things because I think mm. sometimes the impending success or failure makes me not do them. Okay. You know what I mean? Like yeah, I, sure. I'll go like, yeah, but should I do that launch? And like, what if nobody buys anything? Okay, well, I'm not going to well, do it then. Yeah. And you're recognizing. But instead I should just do yeah. the fucking thing and like, guess what? Maybe no one will buy anything. I occasionally did it. We'll have... No, not occasionally. Almost every single time, there's one design that no one buys. And you're like, cool. <laughs> oh, yeah, I have that Great. with cards. I have, like, three cards in my digital line that, like, are just, like, a joke to me. Like, I won't mm. get rid of them because they kind of go with other things. But maybe you should get rid of but them. Get, That's yes, what I... exactly right. Maybe I should yeah. get rid of them and replace them with something else. Yeah isn't a failure i had to force myself to do that when i discontinued stuff i'm like oh but this goes or it hasn't been up that long i'm like it still didn't sell at all um, it goes i don't know do you have you watched the prophet do you watch the prophet no marcus limonis so the the only reality show i watch is the great british bake off (laughs) so it is for those of you that are not like michelle and actually are interested in watching the prophet um it's on hulu one of the most recent episodes, if you're also somebody that's dealing with this issue of like having inventory that you're like, why am I keeping this? Should I get rid of it? Should I throw it in the garbage? Should I liquidate it? Should I discount it? Like, should I keep it forever? There's an episode um, that is for, God, I'm not going to remember the name of the fucking business. Oh, shit. It was something like, like Nicholas's house or something horrible. Shit. Fuck. Okay, I'm going to Google it while I'm talking. So basically, this company is like a gift company. Mm -hmm. um, And part of the episode is them basically realizing that they have a bunch of inventory that doesn't, that isn't selling as much as other inventory. And Marcus Limonis is very like, get rid of it. Sure. Like he's immediately like, if this isn't making you money, get rid of it. And the owner is very resistant to it. Huh. Because he's like, well, no, it still sells just like not as much. And like, something about the way that Marcus Lemonis like told him to just get rid of it, like just rip the bandaid off Mm. made me, that was like, after I watched that, that was when I was like, I'm going to go downstairs in my basement and throw all my letterpress cards in the garbage. Well, I don't, which I didn't do meant to throw things in the garbage. But what he did mean was he basically pointed out that those, those 
things that aren't selling are keeping you from making it's 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 holding space in your business that could be filled with things that do make lots of money yeah and so he's like they're just in the way yeah they're they're creating work for your inventory workers they're creating they're taking up rental space in your like he literally got down to the nitty-gritty of like these are taking up this many shelves these shelves could have this product i mean i think about that because i have such little space exactly um and that's why i get rid of stuff once a year Oh, it's um, called Ben's Garden. I like Nicholas's room better. <laughs> this is, it's so it's episode, it's season six, episode four. Okay. I feel like this is kind of like the, um, uh, the cleaning, tidy Oh, yeah, yeah, thing, yeah. Yeah, for, So, yeah. like, instead of sparking joy, it's spark like sparking profit. money. Yes, or, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's exactly Does right. Does the spark profit? Well, and so I think that he was pointing out, like, because the owner wanted to say, like, yeah, but it still does make some money. So, like, why would we get rid of something that has potential to make money? And his, you know, his argument back was, like, no, it's keeping you from making better money. Yeah. Like it's keeping you from moving forward. Like if that's just going to sit there and make $10,000, why wouldn't you get rid of it and make new products that will make you $40,000? I feel like you should be able to run a report. Yes. And then draw a line, right? Right. And everything, everything below, below it. This line, absolutely. Gone. And that's what he did. That's literally yeah. what he did. Oh, okay. And and the inventory manager was like pulling things off the shelves, and the guy, the owner came and is like, "What are you doing? Why are you getting rid of this?" And she's like, "Cause it doesn't make us money." You know, that's crazy to me that you could be that attached to something that he clearly didn't wasn't exactly. something he made. He didn't even make it because yeah. it's it's obviously taking me a, a while. But the last several years, I don't mind getting rid of right things something that you made. like yeah. you know half off, sometimes seventy five percent off if I really want to see it gone. Yes. 75 percent off Get it out i of here. don't want to see it yeah anymore. i need to i mean i need to and i made that i need to be more <laughs> of that like i need i need to realize that the space it's taking up is more important than the possible and sometimes money. it's not even physical space it's right. taking up no it's for me it's not the physical space okay for yeah. me it is the mental space all right for sure so hopefully we've done um our usual mix of inspiring people and also making people feel better about how maybe <laughs> their businesses are running better than ours with a dash of political commentary <laughs> and um a bunch of cursing and then like a bunch of irrelevant stuff that I added like, an extra yeah. 45 minutes to the episode <laughs> i like to maintain the whole like we make um, people feel better yes. about themselves. Like, okay, it's not just they're me. like, oh, well, and I also thought they like, had their shit together right. and they do not. Or <laughs> also, like, I have my shit way more together than these yeah, two assholes. Right. That's yeah. what we're here for. If you're you've welcome. forgotten, if you forgot how awesome you are, that's what to remind you by comparison. Yes. So, like, Instagram makes you feel bad about yourself because everybody looks like they're doing better than you. Yes. Pancake Town makes you feel better about yourself because we're doing worse. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> I almost said that. We're the anti-algorithm. Um, okay, okay, so we need to wrap yeah. this up because it's crazy long and we have like six rants to do. So many rants. We never introduced ourselves or <gasps> said what the name of the Damn podcast it, I is. I wanted... I was going to do it. Shit. So we're going to have to make like a little pre-recordy. We okay. should probably just have Josh make... We'll, we'll make a little pre-recordy thing like we have for the tiny rant maybe. No, that's weird. We should we should just learn how to do our podcast. I was gonna, yeah. Okay, so this is Pancake Town, the podcast. I'm Emily. I'm Michelle. And, and goodbye. And goodbye. <laughs>